opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Communications, staff, management, or advertisers. Activist Radio is on the air. You have tuned in to the Mark Harrington Show, sponsored by Created Equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders to take on the culture of death and win. You don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. It does come out in one piece. It comes out in one piece. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. And now, here's Mark. All right, you're listening to your radio activist, Mark Harrington, here on the Mark Harrington Show. And you can find out more by going to markharrington.org. Find out about the radio show and also you can go to createdequal.org to find out more about our ministry as we reach out to college and high school students all across America. And uh, as I speak, we are on the road on the Justice Ride, and that is the premier training project for Created Equal in that we take young people, train them in the classroom, take them on a charter bus to college campuses, high schools, and abortion facilities in the state of Florida. We do this once a year to recruit the next generation of leaders to take on the culture of death and win because winning's how the killing ends. So that's what we're uh, we're doing right now as you listen to us uh, here on the Mark Harrington Show. We are currently in the state of Florida. And so uh, what I wanna do today, we're gonna be talking to two of my uh, staff members here, uh, Vanny Dunn and Lexi Hall about their experience with Created Equal, why they got in this uh, fight. And, but before I do, let me just uh, kind of set the stage for what we're going to talk about today. And that is that uh, the next generation of leaders are the ones who are obviously they're going to be leading our country. Uh, and that's why we focus on them. But we also focus on them because they are the demographic that is most vulnerable to abortion, high school and college age students. Uh, and that's why we focus. But here's the thing. If you look at millennials and those types in that, you know, Gen, is it Gen Z? Gen Z. Yeah. OK, whatever. <laughs> I don't I don't understand all that stuff, really. But uh, they're looking for a cause. They're looking for a cause that's bigger than themselves. And many young people gravitate to causes that, um, in my view, really aren't as important, obviously, as the abortion issue. Uh, the pro-life movement is a movement, not a cause. What I mean by that is a cause is a reason for action. That means, you know, you have a reason to go do something. And there are lots of causes, hundreds of them, if not thousands. In fact, Facebook has almost half a million causes. Uh, they even have a cause to end Facebook causes. There are just so <laughs> many causes out there. And a lot of young people gravitate to causes for whatever reason. A lot of times they're because they're popular, because their friends are doing it and that kind of thing. Uh, the pro-life issue, the anti-abortion movement is not like any other cause because it's not all that popular uh, to do, but it's the most important cause or movement that we have facing us in America and across the world because it is the greatest human rights uh, tragedy that the world has ever seen. And so uh, one of the things we're trying to do at Created Equal is inspire young people to be part of this movement. 
uh, to be part of this, this cause, if you will. And that's why we started with our justice ride in 2012, recruiting young people to go on the road to reach out to their peers on high school and college campuses. So what I'd like to do here, I'm going to uh, just, uh, I want to just ask a few questions of Vanny and Lexi uh, as to why they got in this. Uh, hopefully, if you're a young person listening or watching the program, this will inspire you also to get involved and do more on abortion. So here we go. Uh, Lexi and Vanny, thank you for being on the Mark Harrington Show. Well, thank you for having yeah, us. Thank you. So here we go. Let, let's start out with you, Lexi. Why did you or how did you get involved, first of all, and then I'll ask you why. How did, how did you end up getting involved in the abortion issue? Well, I first heard um, about sidewalk counseling through Coach Dave Doppelmeyer. And so I love Coach Dave. <laughs> yes, you do. So I started going out with my mom to the local Planned Parenthood. And um, soon after that, Coach Dave actually told me about Create Equal, and I went on my very first justice ride in 2019. So Coach Dave, uh, it, through his show on online, right? That's how you found out about it. And yeah. then you ended up coming up here uh, for the justice ride. Why abortion? I mean, is it something your mother, obviously you say your mother got you involved, but why uh, out of all the things you could be doing uh, uh, on, uh, with your time, why abortion? Well, I do this because it's the leading cause of death in America. It's taking place over 2,300 times every single day. Um, and these poor, innocent babies are being slaughtered. And so I cannot do anything but do something about abortion. Um, I know what is taking place, so I can't be silent and turn a blind eye. Well, and Lexi, you're from Houston, Texas. How do you like the Ohio weather, by the way? Love it. <laughs> it I wouldn't use that word, but... <laughs> So she traveled all the way up here to Ohio, did an internship, correct? Went on Justice Ride, did an internship, and now is part of what we call our gap year internship, which is a nine-month commitment. And uh, Lexi's going to stay on beyond that. Yes, sir. Amen, amen. <laughs> so she's really, you know, sacrificed leaving her hometown of Houston to come to Columbus, Ohio, to be part of this uh, movement that created equal. And we're glad you're with us. Well, thank you. I'm glad I'm here. And Vanny, what about you? How did you uh, get involved and why? What was it that got you started? Well, very similarly to Lexi, um, we both met uh, or came to Create Eagle through Coach Dave, which is really cool. Um, they told us about this awesome pro-life group in Columbus that's actually doing um, outreach on college campuses and high schools. And once I heard about that and I had a peak of interest about abortion in high school, I decided to go on my very first justice ride and been on one ever since, all of them. <laughs> and then did an internship and my gap year, which is what Lexi's on right now. And now I'm a full-time staff member. And, so how long have you been with us? Um, since 2016, I guess, for... Since the first time you got involved yeah, with the justice ride. And, yeah. uh, and you come from good stock with your, with your dad, Thomas <laughs> Dunn, uh, obviously uh, very involved in... Uh, you know, activism, all mm -hmm. kinds of other issues. So you were brought up the right way. And um, we, we have an important date coming up too for you. Oh, what is that? April 19th. What's happening? I'm getting married. <laughs> all right. Yay. And you're getting married to a justice rider. Is yes, that right? I met my future husband through a justice ride. So another bonus. <laughs> it's another bonus. It's a good way to narrow the field, folks. I mean, if you're a young person, female or male, and you want to meet someone who's committed to Jesus Christ, 
and pro-life, what better way, and really committed to the pro-life mm -hmm. issue, what better way to meet them than on a justice ride? Not that that's why people come, but <laughs> it, it could be a side, you know, benefit, if you will. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, just Another justice ride uh, wedding taking place uh, very soon. So, um, but why abortion? I mean, you obviously you're exposed to a lot of things. What is there anything personal about it to you that, uh, you know, just kind of clicked or is it just you just see it and you got to do something? Yeah, it wasn't um, really a big deal to me until I saw the pictures, the pictures. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then I realized, how could I not do anything? Um, coming back from my first justice ride, I realized that I can't go back to a normal life, normal life at all. I need to go back each year. And once I graduate high school, I need to be doing this work full time. Well, hopefully, folks, as you're listening to this, if you're a young person, you should be inspired by these two young ladies who have committed their lives to defending the preborn and taking a lot of grief for it. I can tell you that much. If you've watched our videos that we create, Lexi's tends to be more, more recently <laughs> the one, the object of a lot of this uh, hate that comes our way, unfortunately, by pro-abortion advocates. Uh, I don't know what it is about you. I mean, look that face. I mean, come on. How can people be mad with you? <laughs> so we got the justice ride coming up uh, right now. We're on the road. Uh, got young people, a whole bus load of young people on the road. Talk about the justice ride, if you would. Now, I'll set it up. We designed this whole thing and patterned it off of the civil rights freedom rides. Not that we're civil rights freedom riders. We're not, obviously, what the civil rights movement and those riders who went on buses back in the 60s 1960s did is far greater in, in many respects from what we do. We're not trying to compare ourselves to them, but we noticed something that there was something called synergy. And that is when you get a group of people together, especially young people, they feed off one another. And when they're in the bunker together and they, you know, they're battling it out, this creates a, a bond that is different than any other kind of relationship you might develop with another person. Uh, it's what you find with uh, soldiers in war, right? They're band of brothers, if you will. It's the same thing that happens with the justice ride. When we go on the road and we're in the battle together, these are not only friends you're going to have forever, of course, but it's inspiring because you guys are united for a like cause. So the justice rides were patterned after the civil rights freedom rides in that we get on the road, we take a busload of people, and we take them to college and high school campuses in Florida. So uh, ex if you would, Lexi, explain your first justice. You had never experienced it, right? I mean, you came to Ohio from Houston and, and were, was on the road with us for a week. Explain your experience when you the first time you ever did that. Yeah, so I, I showed up in Ohio and I was kind of petrified to, to begin with because I've never gone out to a college campus. Um, I haven't really had to argue um, the defense um, for being pro-life. Yeah. Um, being Doing sidewalk counseling is much different than going out to college campuses and talking to students. Right. Uh, but they trained and equipped us on pro-life apologetics from the start. And uh, we had a lot of people to go ask questions whenever we actually got out to the college campuses. So you had a buddy. Yes, we had you a buddy. Yes, uh -huh. yes. Thankfully, we had a buddy. So we got to listen into conversations from people who've been doing this for years. Um, and then we got to break off and start doing it on our own when we were comfortable. Um, and it's really just just 
boost my confidence in knowing um, my stance on being pro-life and knowing how to talk to people about that. So you started out a little nervous. Yes. I mean, it's not something you've ever done. But by the end of the week, how were you feeling? I was confident by the end of the week. I wasn't as nervous. I was like sick to begin with on the first day. But by the end of the like, week, I was sick, relaxed. Sick or just? Oh, well, I just, yeah. I like, felt like physically ill, <laughs> oh, but because, I did it anyway. Because you were, it was a little bit nerve wracking. Because I was nervous. Well, yeah. and there are going to be a lot of young people like that come on the road yeah. this week uh, with us. I feel that way. But once you get started doing it, you know, it's like it, it becomes, it's never, never easy because we don't like, you know, people are sometimes kind of mean, <laughs> you know, it's not fun to be, you know, called names and, and, and sometimes even worse uh, things happen to us. But we understand that if we're going to stand for Jesus Christ in the public square, we're going to get persecuted and we need to be willing to invite that type of persecution for his name. Uh, what was your experience, Vanny, on the Justice Right first time you went? Now it's been, what, four years ago. So how that? How was your experience on that? Me and Lexi are very like, I was totally scared and nervous. I didn't know anyone going into it. Um, the, me being an introvert, I was so worried. Um, but it was so quick to learn the material and actually get it to practice it with my buddy and listen to them and then actually do it myself. And, of course, my first conversations weren't as good as the ones I have now, but I've definitely grown. And um, it's definitely a great tool to have in your pocket, um, whether you're um, having a conversation with friends or coworkers, or if you want to do this work more full time. But it was not only a great experience when you're on college campuses, but also um, with the team itself, you really got to know people. And if, there was never like any worry um, about not like nervous about to ask questions from the staff. Like you, you were always, um, welcome to ask questions, even if you were nervous, because there's probably other people on that bus that think the same thing. Um, it's a great environment, and you really do make lifelong friends or future spouses. <laughs> so, folks, if you want to learn out and learn more about the Justice Ride, go to justiceride.org. That's justiceride.org. We're signing up people for next year already. Uh, obviously, trying to expand the program. We think it's the best program out there to train people. We don't believe people just learn in the classroom, filling their heads with knowledge. That's good, uh, but you got to be able to use it because if you don't use it, you lose it. Uh, the best way to learn is on your feet, on the job, on the ground, boots on the ground in front of people that disagree with you. And that's why our people, I think, are the best in the business because they're facing questions that we would not normally get anywhere else. And that's on a college campus. So if you want to get involved, go to justiceride.org. Also, this summer, we have something called the Day of Action. Uh, we don't have dates set for that, but that's a one-day outreach, kind of a mini justice ride in which we take people and we train them and we take them out on the street. That'll be happening here in Columbus this summer, so stay tuned for that. Now, um, let's let's deal with some of the things you might encounter on college campuses, all right? Uh, let's just start with you, Vanny. Um, what's the hardest question you've ever gotten? Or, um, or the most common, I guess, or, I guess or either one. Yeah. Okay, so definitely um, the question about rape. What about rape? What should what should happen to the mother if she was raped, and and the fetus? Okay, so answer. <laughs> answer. Okay. So, <laughs> so first, if I okay, I'll role play with you. Okay, I'll say, okay. oh, what are you going to do in, in the case of rape? You're going to force a woman to have that baby, even though she doesn't want to. She's going to be reminded of this guy the rest of her life. Mm -hmm. That's cruel. I agree that the the action of a, of the rape is terrible and awful, 
But if we if we look at the situation, there's a rapist, a victim, the mother, and then also an innocent child. The person who deserves to be killed is the rapist, not the innocent child. Why are we putting that on the innocent child? Why the rapist be killed? Capital punishment? Is that what you're talking about? You mean, in other words, the, the rapist should be brought to justice yeah. by the full extent of the law. Whether that's capital punishment or anything else, we'll leave that up to the civil government. Mm-hmm. But the person that should not be killed in this situation is the unborn child who has no, uh, you know, isn't responsible for what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, but they're they're the ones being killed for being completely innocent. It doesn't. It's not fair. It doesn't make sense. Um, and yes, it's a hard situation for the mother. But so it comes down to what is the unborn. If the unborn are, are human persons from conception, whether they're a, a product of rape or a product of love. It doesn't change their humanity and they deserve the right to lie, basically. Even though you don't want to be sounding callous, if because a lot of times women come up and ask you that question, they've mm-hmm. been raped themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they may not admit that, but they've been raped themselves. And they're like, what would happen if I were to get pregnant during that? They they think it's the most you know reasonable way out, understandably. I mean, it's just like a hor- horrific thing that happened to them. But uh, abortion in the case of rape does not unrape the woman. That only cre- mm-hmm. creates more medical problems and sometimes physical issues. All right. What about you, Lexi? What's what's one of the most common questions you get on a college campus? I know the, the, the rape question is probably the most common one. Uh, and, and for a variety of reasons, they think that it's the hardest one to answer, which probably is. And they're also trying to trying to pin you in the corner saying that you're in you're mean and uh, unkind and and all that. But what what about you, Lex? What other questions do you get that might be uh, one of the ones most common that you get? Well, a lot of people object saying that they're not um, a human or they're not persons in the first trimester. So abortion in the first trimester, you're just getting getting rid of a few cells. Um, and so from there, I have to explain to them that no life begins at fertilization mm-hmm. um, and give them the evidence that we have to know that that is a scientific fact. Um, and so from there, they can either take that or leave that. We also have um, abortion victim images of children who been killed who were in the first trimester and you can visibly see their their hands their legs um their heads um and even before that from fertilization that is a distinct human being that deserves life your development doesn't give you value you're valuable because you're human good answer good answer how about this one i'm sure you hear it this is the most common argument for abortion and it's the pro-choice argument my body my rights my choice You can't tell me what to do with my body. Who are you to say, keep your laws off my body? How do you answer that one, Uh, Lexi? How would you answer that? Because that's the most common one. They'll say choice. And my quickest answer to that is by pointing to a victim image and say, what about their choice? Um, Mm -hmm. Because that person's bodily autonomy has been completely taken away by the act of abortion. And there's differences between preference choice and moral choice. Obviously, when we're talking about abortion, we're talking about a moral choice that kills an unborn baby. When they when they talk about choice, they're obviously it's begging the question. They're assuming the unborn aren't human. And once you assume the unborn aren't human, then obviously anyone can choose what they wish. I mean, if it's not, it's like having any other kind of medical procedure. That's why you have to prove the unborn are human at the point of conception. And abortion is an act of violence that kills that that child. Um, any other questions that you get? Hard ones. Any other hard ones? You got rape, incest, life of the mother, you got choice. How about too many children? Who's going to take care of them? Are you going to adopt them? 
How about you? Vanny, you can adopt all those children. That has nothing to do with whether abortion is moral or immoral. Why not? Because um, we're not talking, for all the children in foster care, the solution isn't to go kill them, right? right. The solution is to help Again, them. it's assuming that the yeah. unborn are not human, right? Which yeah. is almost every single argument for abortion, they assume the unborn aren't human. Uh, and if they aren't, then I guess it makes sense, right? So what we're trying to do is doing what Scott Klusendorf rightly put is called trotting out the toddler, comparing abortion, uh, the preborn to the born. Mm -hmm. And every argument for abortion falls on its face if you can compare the preborn to the born, because they don't make any sense if you're talking about the born, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, it's really not all that difficult, folks. We make it a lot harder than what it is. Uh, we get tied up in all these, you know, intellectual debates about this stuff. And it's very simple, actually. You prove the unborn are human. You show that abortion's an act of violence that kills a baby. And, you know, if they're going to ignore the facts, it's not a question of, of uh, the head. It's mm -hmm. a question of the heart. Mm -hmm. yeah. And a lot of young people, a lot of people generally... It don't matter. It doesn't matter what you say. <laughs> the facts aren't important to them. They want to be able to have an abortion whenever they wish, and they don't even care. And unfortunately, we're becoming a culture now that accepts that as as, as a logical reason for an abortion. Mm -hmm. What do you do with that? Because when when you're dealing with someone whose heart is so hard, and they can look right at the aborted baby and say, "I still think it's it should be legal," and you've you've exhausted every single argument that you have. Where do you go from there to deal with the heart? Lexi? I go straight to the gospel because that's the only way that they're ever going to see the truth. If they don't find value in themselves or find value in other people, um, the only place they will find value is in God because God is the ultimate person um, who's given us value. And that's why ultimately abortion is wrong because God has said, thou shalt not murder. Um, so you have to go straight to the gospel. You have to because all of the other arguments are just, I mean, they're logical, uh, philosophical. They make all the sense in the world. But when per a person's heart is hardened towards their brother or sister, uh, it, it doesn't matter. So the mm -hmm. softening of the heart has to come through the gospel, through the Holy Spirit. It also points to the reason why we have human equality, and that is because of God himself, who said that we were all created in his image. What, hence the name created equal, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, let's finish up by talking about the gospel and preaching the gospel. A lot of people think that pro-life advocates only care about ending abortion, only care about babies, only care about the fetus, whatever, whatever, right? And they don't really preach the gospel. How would you answer that, Vanny? Well, that, that we don't preach the gospel. Well, that we we have two um, goals here. We're not only trying to save um, the babies that are dying, but we also want to save the people who think that abortion is wrong. So we're not they, they want to say that we're in a one issue cause, but um, we do care about the people that we're talking to as well, because not only um, the babies are dying, but these people they're it, it's not good for them either. Exactly. I call it the difference between the urgent and the important. Uh, the urgent is to save the lives of these babies who are hanging in the balance often. And we're talking to them. We only have a split second or a few minutes mm -hmm. to speak to them, too. But the most important thing is their salvation. Obviously, we want people to choose life. Because it's destructive, not only to their lives, but to the preborn. Mm -hmm. But if they don't change their behavior and they don't change the, uh, their, you know, their lifestyle, which only comes through the gospel, really, uh, that kind of radical change only comes through the gospel. We've only gotten them halfway there. I mean, we're not we're not taking them the full length. 
And that's why the gospel is so central to what we do. In fact, to my detractors out there who say we don't preach the gospel, I would submit to you, we preach the gospel probably as much or more than any evangelist on college campuses. Uh, we do, because if you raise up the standard of God's law, which is thou shalt not murder, right? It's going to expose their sin, whether they participate in abortion or not, or they support it. It's going to expose them, and then they're going to have to deal with the morality of abortion. And then, obviously, we turn to the gospel because we know none of us can hold his law perfectly. And Christ was the only one that did that. And that's the only way we can uh, live a righteous life is through him. So it's the power of the gospel to transform individual lives. It's so key to what we're doing. So we're sharing that as long as well as with the uh, just the facts, the science, the biology, philosophy, all of it. It all has to be part of the package, right? It's all a big package. That's uh, without the gospel, it's not adequate. It just doesn't. It leaves people hanging without the true answer or the source of all of what we're talking about, which is the source of life, which is Jesus Christ Himself, the Author of life. Anyway, thanks for being on the program, Danny Dunn. With Created Equal and Lexi Hall, we're on the Justice Ride right now. If you want to find out more, go to justiceride.org to sign up for our Justice Ride next year, or go to uh, createdequal.org, find out more about our ministry. We'll see you next time. Pray for us. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil, evil plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808, 614-269-7808, or go online to createdequal.net, createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.